0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, recorded at River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, you know what? When I'm not here and I'm not doing this, I'm doing graphic design. And I have, and Candace and I work with a company. We own a company called Mud Design House. And we've been transitioning from a service-based company completely to more of a product-based company. So that means if you want a banner, for instance, normally you'd say, "Ah, Patrick, I want a banner. And I design you a banner. And then we'd say, okay, where do you want to get it printed? It was all about service. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and the price was kind of variable because the design had a, you know, it was open-ended. Right. How, you know, how long would it take to design it, whatever. And then there'd be a banner printing. Well, now we're changing that idea to being more product. So you say to me, I want a banner. I'm like, oh, well, what size banner? And then you say this. I said, well, it's going to cost you this much. i done. And then at the end of the day, I inv- invoice it to you on the day of. Like you say, okay, Patrick, the, it's, the design is the way we want it. And we want to order it. And I'm like, okay, great. I'll send you an invoice. You pay it done we are not going to invoice you at the end of the month for design and give an invoice for printing at the beginning of the month because mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing now and it's it's been working I mean we we're doing this for 15 years and we decided well now it's time to change so um, we can be uh, more competitive and turn things around for people uh, than holding um, our invoicing 30 days out when all they really did was 30 minutes of work with us right so well
1: are you doing website design still too oh yeah and yeah. do you do? You, does that include like social media stuff? Or no, that's you, entirely different. That's a totally that's, different ball of wax. Yeah, we
2: will we'll help them get those their profiles and stuff set up. But in terms of actually making regular posts,
1: yeah, no, no they, oh, they I yeah, see. yeah, I mean, so, we can
0: we yeah. can integrate, we can add shares, we can do all that stuff as but part
1: as, of the design part of it. As, yeah, to get part them started, of the, the
0: P feature set. But I see. We're not gonna post. You know, every day for them, and right, we're not right, going right. to that. There's a really social media people for that. And yeah. there's a whole yeah. program for that that we just don't do. I right, mean, can't do everything. Right. So, but so, you yeah. get
1: it started, right? Okay. Um, so,
0: and we're working on getting that to be more of a fixed cost as well. Websites are a little more complicated, but um, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. But the business cards, the banners, the brochures. You know, you say hey, we want this. Okay, if you want us to do the design, is going to cost this. Mm-hmm. Done, mm-hmm. and we're we're not going to. You know, it's just like going to. I don't want to say competitor's name, but go to like the FedEx and you want to buy a banner there. Mm-hmm. You buy a banner, you're done. You know, they may never see you again. Right. So that's what we're gonna kind of move to a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I we're kind of doing and reworking and rebranding and getting all this stuff done. In fact, we just got our business cards designed finally. Oh. Designer takes forever.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What do they say about the cobbler's kids? Yeah,
0: the cobbler's kids have the worst shoes. Mm-hmm. So. Um. So that's what Candice and I are doing. So Sue, when you're not here, sitting in front of the microphone recording,
1: yes, um,
0: what are you what are you doing?
1: I'm going totally mad. I have the I have Occupy Medical, of course, and that's the five hundred one c three that what's I've your, been working with.
0: What's your real role there? What you I'm really the like?
1: clinic manager and lead herbalist. I'm okay. also on the board. Okay. So as a founder, they like having you wander around. Do you
0: get a special T-shirt that says founder on it?
1: No, no. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, the one that it's myself and another one of the founders. Um, we're really good at picking heroin needles up with the little grabbers. Oh, so that's, okay. that's that's the true. that's the it, it's a it's a skill set. OK. All so, right. Yeah. Um, and um, since we have a building now, we're not doing that. We haven't I haven't done that for almost a year. Yay!
0: Because of the building, have you seen the numbers go down? The numbers go up. Oh
1: man! Okay, so at, we knew the numbers were going to go down just because we moved, and, and right. we've moved before because you know mobile clinic. But uh there was a big snafu with a bunch of unhoused folk, um, and an agency and and county, and blah blah blah. Just went on and on. So they paid a low cost clinic to come in and do a weekly clinic. And we decided, well, you know, there's special things that Occupy Medical does too. So we'll come in and we'll volunteer and, and do some time there as well. And we did site visits, whereas the low cost clinic just sat, sat in the room and had people come to them mm-hmm. and they had different things that they offered. So we figured we were a pretty good combination. Um, the low cost clinic was being paid to be there and we weren't. So when the low cost clinic, when they stopped being paid, then they they went back to doing whatever they were doing. And we just kept doing it. So now we have two clinics every Mm. week. (laughs) And it's, you know, the second clinic, the one on Wednesday is, it's in Eugene, it's in a um, situated in a a room where we just bring all of our stuff like we did before, and, and do whatever we can to help people. And we have nurses and herbalists and things like that. And uh, we've had um, haircuts. Um, volunteers come in and offer haircuts, which is a really nice aspect of that as well. And then some items where people can walk away and, and make their lives better with toothbrushes and, and our mm-hmm. standard our standards of socks, mm-hmm. you know, standard old Occupy medical things. And so that means that we are basically doing twice as many folks as we were doing before. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, but your resources haven't increased.
1: Our res- Actually, here's another thing: is that our resources, because we're in a building, it's easier for me personally to chase down some of these donations. Um, Wise Woman Herbals offered a huge donation of gallons of tincture, nice. which was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they're a, they're a local company, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, but that would not have been possible. If I had been living the life that I was doing before, which was make a clinic, do a clinic, break down a clinic, here we go Sunday, let's do it again, and yeah. then during the week I'm drawing tents with my buddies and trying to oh my gosh do we have enough uh, pregnancy tests or you know yeah. lab results for folks or whatever. Now things come to the office, people can fax from there, which is something we couldn't do before. Um, the I don't have to keep prescription pads and in a, in a lockbox in my house. Like it's in the office, nice. locked up. You know, like everything is just. What? It's an interesting, <sighs> I
0: don't know if it's the right word, but it's an interesting parable. Because you were not able to take advantage of the things that you could take advantage of because you didn't have a home.
1: Right. Yeah. But now that you
0: have a home, the donations are coming. Right. The things are coming. Everything is yep. like. So it's that. An oxymoronic statement, that catch-22, you need a home to do these things, but you can't get a home because you don't have these things. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: it's – yeah, I, I do hear people um, in my circle sometimes have a very callous view and I'm like, have you ever tried to get a job if you don't have an address?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, you can. Or
0: <laughs> mail yeah. or tax information or anything else that you need if right. you don't have a place?
1: Keep it yeah. up. Just charge your phone.
0: You know, and I've I, you know, All the I also. Basic stuff. Yeah. So it gets frustrating. So I, I sympathize about that. That's an interesting kind of for you, even the clinic, as large as it was for a volunteer organization, is dealing with that. That's a. Now that you have a home, you're, oh, we can bring you pallets yeah. of stuff and we can bring you this and yep. we can bring you that. That's right. Interesting.
1: It's easier to keep volunteers. It's easier to engage donors because we can, we have a place where we can walk them through. Right. Yeah. You, they
0: can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I, but, venture to, to guess that the bus was impressive
1: the bus is impressive right. it really is but when it's there it's it's either set up or breakdown, right. or there when there are patients in it yeah. we can't have right folk go right through right. yeah but yes and it and that is a unique and interesting piece but yeah it, there's there's no medicine like a roof yeah you know yeah. and it's been good for me i didn't realize how pushed to the breaking point i really was until we moved into that place and actually had time to go Oh yeah. well, I've got I've got a few minutes on my <laughs> hand. What, yeah, no, yeah, what am well, I going
0: to do? Your, your friends noticed it. I mean, we, yeah, we, we noticed where you were at.
1: Yeah, so. I was so I was so on the edge. So yes, uh, to make a short story long, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I do. And then you know, there's the consulting part, herbal consulting, and I love I love talking about herbs, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there's there's doing this. I mean, I love. I love doing all the research in the herbal nerd society. is So fabulous because there are so many things I wouldn't be researching if I didn't have the herbal nerd society right there. Yeah, And it helps me be a better herbalist in the clinic yeah. as well because you know, that people are asking questions like, Oh, biochemically, I know exactly what that one is. Mm-hmm. You know, let me, let me bore you with the details. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, that's, that's so that my life. That's your deal. That's my It's fun, yeah. And oh, and um, I should also say I'm I am proud to announce that I'm getting an award this month. Uh, uh, in May or June. In oh, sorry, we uh, we are in June? In yes. June, sometime as a healthcare hero. Ooh. So I'll have a link
0: up there about that. That's cool. So. So what do you get with that? I
1: don't know yet. I don't know. I'd never even heard of that award, but I got it nominated for the award. I got an award in March, March, May. I don't know where we are. uh, April. I got an award in April and I was like a runner up. So they gave me a a free uh, museum pass to go to museums in this in around around the country you just oh, go that's cool. so when i go to portland i could go to omsy and oh. so that was kind of fun so and that's, that's just cool. from being a community volunteer and then this one is um i guess the register guard is setting it up so i'll have more information about that when it actually happens but i'd never heard of the award i'm sure it don't come with any money just the yeah. excitement of being pictured in our tiny little town newspaper <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean,
0: you know, the thing is, is that the Registered Guard is part of the AP, so, oh, uh-huh. yep. I and mean, if they write an article, they they do share that article, and other places can pick it up. So right. you, you never know.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, and we all like to be recognized. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. I can tell you, it is really painful to not get recognized for what you do. So the fact oh, that you're yeah. getting recognized is
1: really important. Yeah, and of course, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for all the work that we as, as Occupy Medical and as herbalists all do together. So, you know, the, the fickle finger of fate happens to be on me right now, but it's, it's, yes, I do a lot of work, but because I'm part of a big group of people that, also do a, a heck of a lot of work. So You're
2: a good team leader. And because you're the leader, you get recognized. Yes. Uh, whether it's good bad. or bad. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes. And I know you've taken uh. a lot of heat at various points for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Some of which may have been your fault or your team's fault, and some of which may not have been so much so. That is true. So the fact that there's recognition that's positive coming mm-hmm. your way, I yep. think it's really wonderful you're getting it.
1: I know I definitely get a free drink. And uh, and free appetizers. All right, so there, you Woo-hoo. <laughs> yep.
0: uh, there you go. Yep, there you go. So we had Yakup um, Yeah, back again. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, he I did. think he's been on the show more than anybody.
2: Yeah, he's a sweetie. Yeah,
0: yep. and he was talking about um, berberine. But the interesting part of that conversation, aside from berberine, was what we were talking about before we started recording, which was the whole idea of um, isolating uh, specific constituents. And uh, we want to talk about that as it pertains to herbalism, right? And mm-hmm. and um, how we, or how you guys as herbalists, would help your clients. <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to use the right wording what here. We, what can <laughs> yes. we do? Yeah. Yes, as yeah. herbalists,
2: we none of us have patience. We all have well, we might have a lot of patients. But we Sometimes. don't have patients. Yeah. We have clients,
0: right? So, how whether do you we're have, working yeah.
2: with a doctor or not, it's safest to say clients if you're talking about an herbalist. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, but with that being said, how do you make sure that you're doing that? So that's what we're going to talk about this day. Is Herb Lab is, I think, about um, constituents and how they're isolated and how we work with them and how you move forward and. and the cautions involved, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I guess I'll have to re record the intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> now your host, Candace. Here's again. So, here are your hosts. No, wait. Now that, here
1: are not, your hosts. Candace now here Hunter. are your
0: hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Real Herbalism Radio. Radio. I'm glad you got our names right, though. At least uh, the that. second time. That was good, Patrick. It was
0: pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty just good. It's me, that's 189 times I've done that or more. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, actually, for you, it's more like 389. Yeah, okay. so you but, screwed up every hour. Oh, geez. Some of
0: Ooh, no, actually, there's a bunch at the beginning. You've been pretty good for
1: the past 89 or so. Okay. You know what?
0: I'm just going to take that out and never just say it again. Just do it mechanically every
1: time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'll teach us.
2: Yeah. Well, Alyssa, Listeners might complain. I'll just forward those to you, Patrick. There you go. <laughs> well,
1: for we've we've also had this conversation lapsed into it a few times before that you were talking about, Patrick, where single constituents versus whole plant. Yeah, and it, I've I personally have have learned a lot more about what that means. Uh, I know when I was first. Uh, starting to become more serious as an herbalist when you and I um, I'm pointing, you guys (laughs) can't see this to the Hunter, (laughs) the Hunter family here um, that I was complaining about the single constituents and standardized extracts and how that's problematic, which I still see a lot of problems with uh, standardization. Um, But I also have learned to appreciate some of the value of some of the standardization too so i'm not uh, i guess that's kind of my lot in life is to look at something and get a little huffy about it and then find out more and say okay well there's some
0: good things too (laughs) no well when would you need a full-on 100 percent active ingredient constituent
2: that really depends on what you're looking at. I mean, we just mm-hmm. talked to Dr. Rajna Patel about CBD, and CBD is exactly that. It's an isolated constituent that's is been stripped out of the rest of the chemical soup it came from, mm-hmm. and berberine would be similar. So, you know, sometimes it it perhaps makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I mean, I have to admit that personally, I'm I find it very hard to be comfortable with single constituent stuff and with standardization Mm -hmm. because nature's ever changing. We as humans are ever changing. The diseases we face are ever changing. And to think that one standard specific clear cut dose that's unchanging is going to solve the problems that we face. It seems like, well, it's a pot shot. Maybe it will hit this time, but next time, maybe not. And maybe what we stripped out was exactly the stuff that
1: would have Made it successful, right? Because as usual, things are more complex than we think they are.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then you know, Yakov has been right about a lot of things, <laughs> and I may not like to admit it, but he has been right about a lot of things, and perhaps berberine is one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet.
1: Well, he had said there there are some situations. He was a little big on this one, but he said there are some situations where you'd need uh, a lot more berberine than. You could tolerate by taking the adequate amount of Oregon grape or golden seal or cactus or what have you, and I, I can I can see where he's definitely coming from. If you Mm -hmm. had something like MRSA, right, yeah, which is very common. However, some of the times when we've had we've had MRSA come through our clinic a lot and have been able to deal with it by giving people. Oregon grape and Berber and rich plants yeah. as well as working on their diet. And yeah. um, when we have the luxury of doing that um, there was a gentleman visitor that came through that had the MRSA was really bad pieces of his face were coming off oh. from it. And of mm-hmm. course, because he was on he wasn't getting the treatment or the um, acknowledgement for the vulnerable spot that he was in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And because it looked so bad, he was getting treated poorly by oh yeah by everyone, everybody even people yeah. that were supposed to be assisting him so when he went to the hospital for example the hospital um gave him a prescription for high dose ibuprofen and then um i <laughs> gave him an antibiotic which probably be likely to help much <laughs> right for, keeps the cycle going yeah. so that was disappointing and then promptly put him out onto the street which, yeah. you know, when you think about a person in that position, you yeah. think, well, now this person is in a position where they're going to be spreading that highly contagious disease right. to the rest of the general public.
2: That's really, really smart.
1: So this hospital is in a residential area, um, and that's a, that was a, a grave concern for us. So yeah. fortunately, he happened to wander over to where we were, and we worked with him and helped him out and then walked him right back over to the hospital with some uh, accompanies. Uh, volunteers to to give to give a little more information about what we knew. I mean, the, the gentleman in question was in a great deal of pain, as you can well imagine, oh, yeah. and so he was not able to advocate for himself, right, um, or be as clear as he needed to be.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Even when you're not hom- homeless or without unhoused, mm-hmm. you walk into the hospital, and you kind of. I feel like you kind of need to have. A third-party advocate walking in with you next to you to help mm-hmm. get the hospitals and the doctors and the nurses to slow down long enough to listen.
1: Yeah, because they're running under the gun all the time. Uh, the elderly. Okay. Yeah, um, that's a perfect example. The, yeah. as particularly, you know, as, as we know, people that are elderly and they'll get a UTI, a urinary tract infection, and they will act like they have dementia just like that, and mm-hmm. and you give them an antibiotic, and within a few. Within a few hours, they're acting just like they normally would. It happens very quickly. So that would be an example of a population that um, when they come in for a little bit of help, if they are coming in, they definitely need an advocate to say, this is not the normal behavior that I'm used to seeing. So yeah, even just when you're
2: in and you're not feeling well, you're scared, you don't really know what's wrong with you. Mm It can be hard to communicate in the language that the doctor needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's to me that seems shameful that the doctor should need you to use his or her language. They should be trying to figure out your language Mm -hmm. because you're the vulnerable one. Right. You're the one who's hurting, who's scared, who's not necessarily a fully frame of mind and able to argue, argue your case in front of a. Sure, law, as it were. But it's hard to
1: sometimes pick out mm -hmm. when somebody comes in. You have zero context, right? Which is why an advocate would be helpful. Yeah, no matter what. But we don't have that system. We don't. But in those particular cases that I just talked about, having berberine, that would be fabulous, helpful. Yeah, Yeah. for both of those infections. So that's That's an example
0: of using a high potent constituent Uh to help. Standard, yeah. But what about the everyday? I mean. You know, I mean, do you just?
2: Well, that's that's part of where I wonder. The... I mean, even we talk about like using CBD. I personally question whether or not using CBD or even talking about it as being CBD is wise. It seems like we should say it's CBD matter, THC. It's, well, it's C- marijuana. That's uh-huh. what we should just call it. It's Cannabis, the plant, yep. and we should be using the whole Hemp. plant. And even the scientific studies are showing that. A very small portion of THC with CBD better potentiates the medicine. Mm-hmm. so let's just call it marijuana mm-hmm. or cannabis or hemp <laughs> or hemp mm-hmm. let's just call it what it, the plant's name is and not try to isolate it. It seems to me like that's it would just be smarter. Mm-hmm. you know. Um,
0: what happens when you guys when you make tinctures? Is that isolating?
1: No, Um, that's when you're um, taking, you're concentrating uh, the constituents, you're, you're basically not putting any of the fiber in there, which makes up a lot of the bulk and the, the water, you're taking Mm -hmm. that out, and you just have a more concentration of the constituents. In some ways, yeah, you could argue that there is some isolation there, because you're, you're taking out the, the mark, the, the, uh, the plant fiber the
0: chaff if you uh-huh. Yep.
1: Exactly. Well, and
2: there are some things that don't extract as well into alcohol as into other substances right. for instance. True. So so yeah, you might be not getting every single constituent that the plant could offer, but mm-hmm. you're getting a large portion of them.
1: Right, which is why sometimes these tinctures will not just have water and alcohol, but will also have a little bit of glycerin in it or some kind of sugar mm-hmm. to pull out uh, some of the, the it's like another layer of constituents. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are soluble that way. Sometimes it's put in there. If you've got a plant that has a lot of starches that kind of roll around mm-hmm. and that stabilizes, it turns it into more of a, an emulsion. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
0: I mean, I, that's why I was asking. I mean, I, well, did really understand. So. It's also
2: why in some, like some medical systems or some herbal systems, they rely mostly like there's tinctures is like the majority of the work, whereas others it's, they want you to use decoctions or infusions as a majority. Mm-hmm. So it's their, you know, the same sage root tinctured versus decocted. Is going to have slightly different properties to it. So when you mm-hmm. say decoct, like a tea, yeah, yeah, it's a long, a long cooked tea. So mm-hmm. With the
0: long cooked tea, so that would you think that would be a milder, um, like I don't want to say dosing, no, but no, you know, I
2: mean, you 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 take a larger portion. You might take, you know, several ounces of the of the decoction.
1: Okay. Yeah. And of
2: the tincture, it might be a matter of like two dropperfuls. Which is what does that come out to, Sue?
1: uh a a standard dropper dropper full as it were is 0.8 mils um it can vary a little bit so point so so a mil one and a half mils. (laughs) yeah Uh
2: you know teaspoon or less versus you know half a cup Mm -hmm. in terms of volume but Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and it it depends on what you're looking for yeah so there you can have this the same plant if you really want that um the water-soluble constituents of Saint, like Saint John's Wort, mm-hmm. for example, then um, you want it fresh, and yeah. you you want to you want to put it in put it in the alcohol fresh as quickly as you can so it doesn't dry out. Uh, but you're gonna see a lot of the flavonoids will will disappear um, when you expose it to light. Or there's a whole bunch of reasons why people would want different versions of it yeah you know some people might find that things are unsettling to their stomach mm-hmm. or i have a uh something that i've been giving out which is a, a type of syrup and I'll, I'll i will i promise put a recipe <laughs> on our website by the time y'all are hearing this which is you just take honey or brown rice syrup or some kind of sweetener and then you just take a powder of whatever herb it is and you stir it in there at the end oh yeah yeah, it's a spread, I guess is what it it's is. It's like
2: making a... Um, you said
0: powder, called? right?
2: Yeah, powder, yeah. Okay. It's like making an
1: elixir? It, 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 is that it one? Didn't
0: didn't say It didn't sound like powder, so I thought more... Is this a new herbal term? Oh,
1: oh, sorry. No, yeah, just a powder. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... is that called uh, an
2: elixir? No, not an elixir. I don't elixir. know. I forgot, there's a specific name for that.
0: It's a spread. I
1: should spread. remember this, but... <laughs> yep, you know. It's a spread. It's a spray.
0: Yeah.
2: There's
1: pro- there probably is a fancy term that I... You it's a luxury. It is. Luxuary, a luxury That's what it is. Yeah, it's okay. a
2: luxury with a weighted more heavily toward the head, honey, right? But but essentially, that's an
1: electuary. Yeah, and it the the sweetness of it makes it much more palatable, mm-hmm. and the uh, even like brown rice, which is not very sweet. Uh, if you had a a patient or a client or whatever your word is you want to use come in and they have they have uh, iron anemia than putting in a molasses mm-hmm. and mixing that something like that into a molasses like yellow dock.
0: Yeah, that would be good. And that,
1: yeah, and you have to be careful because that you can take yellow dock, like one teacher, the the 0. .4, the 0. 0.8 mils, and it's not gonna cause you <laughs> to go to the bathroom for a long time because of the pooping issue. But you you take a, a hefty teaspoon of that electuary, I guess is what we're calling yeah. with the yellow dock in it. And gracious sakes, there will be an effect. So you need to be very cautious about how much you take, and that's just powder.
2: And be well prepared. Be prepared. To deal
1: with the ramifications
2: mm-hmm. of your taste test.
1: Yep. But for those those times, the the powdering. It, oh man, it's difficult to take, but the the softness of the of uh, the honey helps your stomach digest it a little bit more. It's not so hard, mm-hmm. and you're not going to give you that burps so much. Right. So for people that are really constipated like if they have uh opioids or that um mm-hmm. uh, things like SSRIs will give people constipation as well. Yeah. Um then that's that's a nice way to to keep their iron up and uh give them something to that's a little more palatable to taste. Sure. For things. Yep. Yeah, I've made a luxurious actually with Oregon grapefruit.
2: And that's just how, what Poundered. you
1: do. You just stir, you just yeah. have honey and you just stir in the powder? Yeah. I mean, I, I oh, do okay. have a tendency
2: to stir less honey, more powder, so that can form it into like little balls.
1: Oh, right, right, right. But
2: it doesn't matter how much, how, whether you make it that thick or whether you make it thinner and make it so that it, so that you could spoon it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still called an electuary, as long as it's with honey. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be called if it isn't with honey. Yeah. Because and- I know that just happens to be one of those honey terms, like one. It's also
1: a honey. So term. you're using Oregon grape powder. Yeah, I've used Oregon to grape to deal powder. with an infection.
2: I used it as a flu, cold, and flu prevention and or remedy mm-hmm. for signs. And I put elderberry with it. Yeah, it made it a little more palatable
1: because it's very bitter.
2: It is. It was not Oregon a pleasant. Great. And I actually have to admit, I don't really like those luxuries at all myself. I, I really don't like the flavor. Because the
1: sweet and the, and the yeah, bitter for together, me you don't like that.
2: Yeah, that, that was something. And I, I admit I love elderberries, but for some reason I do not like them when they're in sweet things. I prefer elderberries stripped like in, in tea. Yes.
1: You, like el- you don't like elderberry syrup?
2: I'm not terribly fond of elderberry You're syrup. You're weird. I know. I don't understand it myself. I'm just gonna judge you. Right I can now. tell you though, Amazon parrots really like electuaries made with Oregon grape and elderberry, or anything else with elderberry.
1: Why? Well, we're, we're,
2: what's How would going? How I know this?
1: How would I know this? Well, I know you got a parrot, but what, yes. what are you doing? For, what's was the parrot ill, or you just said, "Oh no. parrot have this taste." I'm oh. not the only one in the family that wouldn't eat those
2: electuaries. Okay, And Kiko needed to do some stick training because she would only step up for Kiko, the parrot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She would only step up for Patrick or myself. And I have thought, well, you know, someday we may need her. We may be in a position where somebody else needs to safely be able to handle her, handle her, perhaps Mm -hmm. to get her to safety or whatever. Right. So stick training is training your parrot or bird. But, you know, specifically, usually large parrots get stick trained to step onto a stick. So that your hand and their beak can be a foot apart or more Mm -hmm. so that you can safely transport a large bird without them having to be on your person. And that helps, you know, in case there's an emergency. Mm -hmm. So she didn't like the stick. She thought the stick might be evil. Mm -hmm. And she was quite certain it was going to kill her. Right. So I got out my little electuaries and I got her. I've been slowly working at getting her to now she'll step on the stick. And I moved the stick for the first time. And she did kind of freak out about that. But Mm -hmm. then she ran off with the electuary and it was okay. Mm. So but she's been slowly. I had like a pint jar that was filled with them. She's been slowly working her
1: way through it. Interesting. But those are more like Honey powder booger things, balls, right? So, yeah, Ball, balls. balls, balls is yeah. the word I was looking for. Yes, booger, yes. Booger.
2: they're like the size of, no. a,
1: I just it was in my head. They're Sorry. like the size oh
2: I made them about the size of like a chickpea or a you oh know. know, booger you oh. know,
1: trick. Well, it's
2: a really big, well, booger. yeah. Oh, how I mean, big is your nose? That's how look, look at this thing, I mean, <laughs> <it's>
1: <laughs> giant, yes. Yeah.
2: So, yes, I can I can attest to the fact that Oregon grapefruit is tasty to birds mm-hmm. as long as you put elderberry with it and lots of honey.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, I'm certain
2: it hasn't done her any harm because we did have some runny poos. And runny poos in parrots can, it can indicate an imbalance in bacterial and yeast sure. colonies in them. Sure. So and that often happens when it's been summer and there's been a lot of fruit eating and a lot of eschewing of the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And there are some big arguments that happen over the vegetables. And hmm. I found that you know, parrot's probably going to win. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, my chickens do not
1: argue with vegetables. They love it all. Well, said potatoes.
2: She prefers oh, the fruit, and we have discussions about the need for eating vegetables and
1: candy. Kind of.
2: She'll eat some, but if the fruit's abundant, she won't eat them. And then that causes her whole system to be off
1: balance. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's get back to berberine then. So we were talking about single constituents uh, standardized as opposed to the whole plant. Yeah. And I, I know particularly with berberine, this is something that Howie taught me, is that the Oregon grape has a couple of different... Well, lots and lots, okay, of mm-hmm. constituents in it. But one of the constituents uh, works with the cell to kind of open up the cell. And then that allows the berberine to go in and take out the bacterial infection. Mm. So working together yeah. is is uh, one of the parts that is so nice about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. Yakov did point out that several of the products he was talking about did include some whole plant. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, it's not like, like he's... Yeah, it he's wasn't just a, sh- a
0: capsule of, of berberine powder. Right. It was, you
2: know... well, uh, Like the Kukerman capsules that people are selling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which right. Which seem to be isolated
1: constituents from everything mm-hmm. I've heard. Yep. It's still very it seems, orange. Well,
0: yeah. they add yeah, the coloring.
1: Well, no, no, it's, I mean, that's the color. It's the, the color of curcumin. Yeah. It's part of what makes turmeric orange. And and both uh, berberin and curcumin and uh, th- anything that ends with IN or INE, when you're talking about single constituents, that is an indicator that it's an alkaloid. And most alkaloids, either they're white or they're clear, but there are some exceptions and those are some of the exceptions. There's also um, sanguinarin, which is in... Mm. Uh, Red, red.
2: I was gonna say, let me guess. It's red, right? <laughs>
1: it's in red, uh, lovely little plant that we have around here, and that one's the color, that red. That so there, the these are exceptions to the rule. So anyway, your unwanted uh, chemistry <laughs> conversation for the day. Uh, so the the issue that we have with the standardized extracts is of course that it is it may be lacking things that we also need yeah um but the the good part of it is it's a guaranteed amount for people that are very 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 ill and yeah. need so much of whatever it is whatever property it is that take, taking it in food would be impossible and sometimes i think for yeah. some folks taking something in food because of their condition is very difficult so yeah. having it isolated and standardized um, would be uh, an advantage to them if someone has a digestive problem or if they have um esophageal esophageal, esophageal problems or whatever then that's yeah. that's one nice way to to help them out as well and I'm sure there's a myriad of other things that people are thinking of
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah that that goes to this idea that then then you'll be laying there and you'll have uh, berberine inserted into your veins (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which gives me a bit of pause. uh, Yeah. But I know people, some people, they get really, really sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and we don't know what diseases are coming our way. Diseases, they change all the time. Yep. Just like the plants. Yep. They do. It's an ever-changing world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: based on everything that you guys have talked about in the last, I don't know how many years I've known you two, having the plant buffering it is much better than the constituent, mm-hmm. based on what you've all said. Yep. Now, yep. that okay. being said, if you need it in a, in a crisis situation and that's what's going to fix it, I can understand where that can be important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're taking it for a longer term you know, system change, then more constituents the better, more buffering the better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because our bodies are so complex, mm-hmm. so yeah. there are lots of things that we respond to, and and in the herbalist, uh, herbal nerd society, we have a lot of different articles about yeah. um, the advantages yeah, you know. of taking plants in a variety of different forms, and we also have, for example. For example, we have one on berberine, on Berberin, yeah. um, the How It Works series. So Herbal Nerd Society members, they just take a look at that and go, oh, right, that one. I'm going to go back and look at that one. Uh, but that the nice thing about having things in a, a complex system is our knowledge of medicine and how our bodies work is is really fairly primitive, you know, yeah. we've got an MRI and that's helped us a lot to figure out how <laughs> yeah. how the fluid works in our bodies, but that's just we're just scratching the surface.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we're we're still fairly ignorant. We just added a new body system that makes up seventeen percent of our body, the intersternum system. It that was two thousand the intersternum system. Do not ask me to spell it, but I'll have it in the show notes. And that's seventeen that's like the bubble wrap that keeps your it's under your skin, and it keeps your organs together. It's, it's just oh, like... The,
2: it, the endothelial layer?
1: Yeah. The, the, and, it, it, and we just thought it was just a thing, and it didn't really do anything. But come to find out, it does oh. more than just keep our <laughs> organs together. It's, it's a transportation system, too. Yeah. So you can watch, um, uh, unpleasantly, you can watch uh, breast cancer cells migrate through that system to other parts of the body pleasantly and we're still learning about this too you can you can see how there's communication from one part of the body to another and it is possible that things like the HPA access maybe that's one of the ways that it communicates beyond just going through nerves i'm betting that
2: that's why mushrooms have a tendency to be so good for helping prevent and deal with cancer oh because they're used to working through exactly that sort of system that's a good point yep the mycelial layer under the surface of the soil yep that's, that's a good point. You we're know,
0: you making context and connections over there. It does, it's all okay. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> this, we're still learning. Like that's the whole point is we are learning these things <laughs> as we okay. speak. There's probably some new fabulous discovery that has just been put out there and mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that. And, and when I was growing up, some of these fabulous discoveries were stuff like, hey, did you know fruits and vegetables are good for you? Because we didn't have right. proof that it was. So you have to prove some of the obvious stuff first. Right.
2: I still think it's a little bit funny that we have to prove things for them to be valid. I mean, what, are we going to have to prove that those puffy things you see in the sky are clouds? Yeah, we do. And we have. We have to. And it's ridiculous because people have known those are clouds for, you know, millennia. But (laughs) But, there's a
1: lot of other stuff that we've (laughs) known, quote unquote, known, that would turn out like, oh, the uh, whoopsie <laughs> that's actually not true oh, my bad my cultural bad that's been going on for thousands of years yeah but where you start you have to start somewhere
2: yeah that's you true know? you don't
1: you don't know until you know it
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can't have assumptions those get you into all kinds of trouble yep
2: that is true yep,
1: that is the story of my life
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> well if you have an opinion about constituents versus plant buffering versus everything else we've talked about go ahead and Drop us a line. We have forms on the practical herbalist. We are liberalism radio. There's there's um a tab in the call podcast. You can go there and you can contact us through that if you have a question. Um if you wanna learn something more, that'd be great. Um if you wanna bring the conversation to Facebook, we're on we're on Facebook. Try there. I believe it's um, Facebook.com, the at Facebook. We're at the at the practical herbalist. Yeah. Uh, with Facebook.com. That's our moniker. Um and also, you know, give us a review. It'd be great iTunes, um, anywhere else you listen to our podcast. Reviews are great because that helps people know whether or not what we're saying or what we're doing is worth their time.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right. So with that, put put an an herb herb on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast